Warning. This podcast contains strong language, sexual content, and poorly executed impressions. Listener discretion is advised. the second ad sex <laughs> what are you doing with your voice right now we're doing a british episode oh okay <laughs> we did not discuss that so i was a little taken aback by your like accent but all right yeah all right let's do it all right welcome to second hand sex episode the viscount's runaway bride colon eat that julia roberts <laughs> That's, that's such a random reference. Oh. <laughs> she is the runaway bride. She is. You're not yeah. wrong. Uh, yeah. So we went historical this week. We did. I'm very excited about it. I am too. It was fun. It was like a badly written, dirty episode of Downton Abbey. Oh, oh my. Now I'm and now I'm imagining that and it, I, oh, nope. Nope. I don't like it. I don't like it. Move on. I mean, it was like 100 years earlier, too, but still, whatever. Um, Nothing really changed until (laughs) World War One. I didn't know we were doing a history lesson (laughs) in this episode. Jesus Christ. See The aristocracy. (laughs) Nope. What? How do you say? Aristocracy. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Aristocats. Nope. Did not change (laughs) until after World War One. All right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, We're doing the Viscount's Runaway Bride by Ruth Ann Norden this week. It's a. It's really a gem of a story. Yeah. I feel like it. It built up a whole lot and then didn't really go anywhere. Nope. But, you know, (laughs) I guess we might as well start the first chapter. All right. So chapter one. This story is set in October 1817 in London. Oh. In London. The protagonist, his name is Anthony Barlow, Viscount Worsley. Dear Jesus. Yeah. Um, He agreed to marry his sister's friend. For what reason? We'll find out. Nobody cares. We'll find out right now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow, they really left us hanging on that one for a while. Nope. Uh, His sister is Celia, and he wants him to marry Loretta before they go up to the country for the winter. Um, She's worried that she'll have no one to talk to if Anthony doesn't marry Loretta and wants her to come up to the country with them. Oh, my God. It's all just such (laughs) white nonsense. This is such... Oh, I can't. I can't deal with this. So (laughs) hoity-toity. Good use of hoity-toity, Thank you. Okay, so... But he wants to do it right. He wants a ceremony and the party. Um, And it sounds like he's agreeing to do this to save Loretta from financial ruin. Oh, all right. Love. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love isn't real. Love isn't real. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Celia and uh, what was his name again? Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> He's so boring. I forgot already. Um, they, they, lem- they lament over their dead grandparents for a while. And Celia's moping because Anthony is throwing a dinner party for all of his bros and none of Celia's friends. Oh, I hate I hate it when that happens. <sighs> Me too. Um, but he finally concedes to let Loretta come to the dinner party. Uh, but the party ends up just being Anthony, Celia, Loretta, and Corin St. George, the Earl of Dorrance. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who is that? He's Anthony's bro. Oh, all right. Yeah, but you know, I just hate it when all of your bros can't come to your fancy dinner party. And it gets taken over by your sister? Ugh, Ugh the worst. Just, I, I hate that. Ugh. I can't relate to this book at all. I think that's my biggest problem with it is like just going through it. I was like, I there is not a single thing about these characters that I can relate nope, to. Not at all. And to me, that is not appealing at all. But here we are. Oh, here we are. All right. So Loretta arrives at the party and let me paint you a picture. Paint me a word picture. She looks like a banana. <laughs> Wait, Loretta looks like a banana? Yeah. Could you give me a little more detail? Oh, I'm debating if I want to. All right. So she <laughs> always wears a yellow dress, like different yellow dresses, but always just like obnoxious oh, that's yellow like, dresses. That's like her thing. It's her thing. Interesting. She thinks she looks really good it's in yellow. It's a bold move because very yeah. few people genuinely look really good in right? yellow. So yeah. I, I hope she does for her uh, sake. I don't but... think she does. At least Anthony does not find her attractive at all. Mm. And she goes up to Anthony and she whispers, I think I'm going to wear a yellow gown to our wedding. And Anthony's uh, like, boop. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's just poor like, thing. he's appalled and he thinks that she's really garish looking and he's just like disgusted by everything she does. And like, I'm really sad for her 
but I also think it's kind of funny at the same time. <laughs> oh man, it was just, it's oh, it's such an interesting time. Yeah. I uh, yeah. She dares wear yellow to my dinner party. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> dare you. Um yeah, he like shudders every time she touches him or talks about having sex with him. That bodes and, well for being married. You know, I just kind of picture her to be like the 19th century version of Eunice from like She's the Man. <laughs> It's like no one wants to be with Eunice oh, until Eunice. someone dies. Oh. She finds someone at the end, but that's what I picture her being like. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have a feeling you're going to make me do that voice later? Can you like, give us a little test right now? <laughs> give us a Eunice voice from She's okay. the Man. Yeah, she, uh, she's got this weird sort of like shaky thing going on. It's like a, <laughs> I made breakfast for us, darling. <laughs> <laughs> do you like cheese? <laughs> I do. It's my favorite animal byproduct. <laughs> so good. You're such a good Eunice. <laughs> Thank you, right. I guess. You're welcome. It's one of my more attractive qualities. <laughs> All right. So he's annoyed with his sister and Eunice. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to call her Eunice now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of marrying Eunice right now, um, he offers to let Celia stay in London instead of the country... So then he doesn't deal, deal with like wedding shit and whatever. So. All right. Oh, cool. God, I just like, can't I just, relate. Nobody to cares. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep everyone's name straight. And then I realized that I don't care. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's only like, like there's four characters it's... basically. So. OK. You'll be fine. All right. Well, I believe you. Cool. In you. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two very different things, but I'll take both. <laughs> Chapter two. Anthony is taking a carriage up to his estate and I, oh god I just that sentence alone makes me just go oh I hate these people all right let me try that again Anthony's taking a carriage up to the estate when he sees this gorgeous woman on the side of a country road uh, she waves for the carriage to stop and he hears the carriage driver telling her basically to just bugger off <laughs> she's like flagging down because she needs help and the cab the cab driver's like nope fuck hey. you Bugger off. <laughs> like, wow, that's not very nice. This was in Minnesota. They would like immediately hop out and you oh, know, hey there. shovel her out of whatever problem she's having. Oh, but hey. Minnesotans are nice. It's true. Uh, but because, you know, the, the power of virgin Viscount boners is very strong, <laughs> Anthony invites her into the carriage. So they pull over and she's super blunt and like asks for a ride and to stay at the inn with him. And he kind of considers what would happen if they shared a room and how he's going to keep it intact, which is a phrase that I don't really understand because basically, like, I guess in his mind, his penis is meant only for making airs. And just, I'm sorry. I think my brain just exploded for a second. He's got a Viscount virgin penis. Right. (laughs) Which, uh, I don't know. Based on people I know, it seems like he'd be eager to just like Yeah, but he's you know, like he's committed. He's, he's like okay. oh god, I can't like waste any of super this stuff. Yeah, super uptight about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. He's very uptight about his about his penis. It's like a turtle, you know. No, I don't know. <laughs> In what way is it like a turtle? <laughs> you know, I don't even know. All it right. made sense in my head, but here but whatever. Fuck it. All right. So yeah, so he's worried about I guess What'll happen if they share a room, which it's like, okay, either control yourself or don't, but whatever. <laughs> it seems that she's running away from someone and she offers the contents of her suitcase to Anthony if he'll like marry her right here and now, basically. God, I hope it's just like used underwear. <laughs> it's it's not. It turns out the suitcase is just chock-a-block full of money. So much money. And which is, I suppose, quite a bit of money. Yeah, that's tempting. Um, so we learn that this this damsel in distress's name is Damara Onslow, and she's propositioned four other men that day with no luck. Sure. I like how upfront she is about that. Yeah. Like she's like, like, "Wow, you're like the fifth person I've asked, and nobody said yes until <laughs> now." Like crazy. What the hell? <laughs> Anthony still seems to be intrigued by this woman, and he he doesn't give her an answer about whether or not he's going to marry her. So. She starts flirting with him and <laughs> in the weirdest way I've ever seen. Like, I don't think she has flirted before. I don't think so. Because she just asks him things like, <laughs> do you like to laugh? And do you like to wear clothes? And it's like, well. But not even in a sexual way. Just yeah, like a, just do like you a, like Do you clothes? like clothes? Do you like, like cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with she's the man being our through line on this one. <laughs> I didn't plan it, but I like it. Um, but I mean, eventually she just kind of gives up and decides to just kiss him and he's really into it. They make out for a little bit. Uh, and then she whispers to him, please marry me. I can tell you're a kind, gentle man and I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. <laughs> like, Jesus. Jesus. I met this guy like 30 seconds ago. Literally. Like, I know I say that a lot. But literally. But literally you met him like five minutes ago. 
he basically is just like, well, life's short and you're hot, Sally Sparrow. <laughs> Another Doctor Who reference for you. And so he, yeah, he agrees to marry her and they make out some more. And He's I like, just, nope. I, I don't know. This whole this whole thing is kind of crazy because he he's engaged to yeah. Eunice at this point, yep. right? So it's like, uh, I, I know this is all exciting that you've got this like strange trollop in your carriage, but <laughs> you Crazy are. little strumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Should just see how many like old timey words, words for slut we can come up with. Um, but you know, favorite. shouldn't you break it off with the person you're engaged to yeah. before you marry like, somebody else? Send her a quick little text. This is like 1870. You could send her, send her. <laughs> put a letter in the post and it'll reach her about three weeks after you marry someone else but they are spending all winter together so it'll reach it'll reach her before they get back so that's good at least oh, all right I, yeah but so, he doesn't do it so so yeah he's already not really handling his love life super well but hey we'll see what happens <laughs> all right so chapter three and four um as soon as they get to the next town they call up the local vicar and they get married good lord right just, there just getting right to not it not even 24 hours has passed okay, i'm pretty sure not even an hour has passed i don't i don't think so oh my god yep um so they get married they go to the inn and they bang so just consummating that marriage right there all right well um <laughs> it's a very definitely can't get an annulment now <laughs> nope uh it's a very boring sex scene but basically the whole time anthony's just going is she a virgin she's not a virgin is she she isn't she isn't gross. Like that's his, like his, his inner monologue is doing that the whole time. Literally the wow. whole time, like as things are happening. Yeah. It's just is she? No, she isn't. But she might be. Is she? No. Ew. Why doesn't he just like, ask her? I don't know. I don't, or at that point, it's who a little late now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a bit late to be worrying so, about that. A little dude. bit too late for that. Uh, but oh, she is. Boy. In case you were wondering, she was I, a virgin. I, don't care. All right. Uh, he does keep calling his semen seed, and I don't uh, like that. Like, oh, I'm just gonna plant my seed uh, in this no. virgin. Is she a virgin? Mm, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm really Maybe. glad. I'm really glad we didn't read that scene no, on here because that just doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> so she wakes up the next morning, and she's like, "Oh man, I'm hope I'm with child." Oh, what the? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that Jesus, different time, different, different times. Time. Yeah, my God. Uh, you know, back then, a woman is nothing but a uterus to deliver a strong male heir. Woo, woman power. Sorry, my my brain just like flashed straight to Handmaid's Tale and now I'm all depressed. Oh, God. Oh, no. Well, it's coming back this spring. Oh, okay. I love that show. That's a great trail. Are we nerds? What? (laughs) In the course of like two episodes, we've brought up countless TV shows and random movies. Are you having like an existential crisis right now? I thought it was normal. No. No? You've never realized that we are two of the biggest nerds out there? I mean, I may have a Tom Hiddleston cutout I dress up in costume, but I'm not a nerd. It's true. I've seen it. Okay. You dress him up too. It's true. I do. (laughs) He has a pussy hat. He does. He's a feminist. Well, yeah. I feel like I feel like Tom would enjoy that. I think he would. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So she's talking about not wanting to have period cramps anymore. That's why she it's wants to get pregnant. Great too. reason to. Oh my so, god. Because you won't get sick or hurt at all when you're pregnant. Yeah. Because people aren't miserable when they're. Oh, geez. Oh, Somebody really should have had the talk with her. Ooh. Um. So also she's interested in being pregnant because that means she gets to officially be away from her parents and a Mr. Lord Cumwright. <laughs> Literally his name. <laughs> No! How is Lord Cumright not the protagonist of this? I, oh, oh. Ah. I, I don't know. So many jokes and so little time. Oh, I know. So we'll just leave I, it I just, that. It's like a, it's like an 1870s porn star. I know. Now uh, I'm imagining him, since he's kind of like the villain. Uh-huh. He's, if the, if this book had a villain, yes. it would be Lord Cumright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't say it without <laughs> laughing. I would imagine like now I'm thinking he, he has to have like a big like 70s porn stash. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Mustache, I mean, not a stash of 1970s pornography. <laughs> As that was coming out, I realized that that could mean two He's different just got things. Like a Playboy under his <laughs> He has a closet full of 1970s pornography. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, periods and stuff. Lord come oh, right. Lord come right. <laughs> All right, so Anthony wakes up and brushes Demare's hair because oh, God, she can't do it herself. She can do it herself. Oh. Ugh, and it's so like weirdly sensual. Ew. Gross. Um, then they head to the estates and they talk about balls, but <laughs> I was really sad because I thought 
it was like a sex thing and it wasn't it was oh. just dances yeah my head kind of perked up too i was yeah. like what? <laughs> balls <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about balls oh okay oh and he's like oh i've never seen you at the balls before and she's like yep oh look in a state <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's having none of it <laughs> she's just like oh distraction like oh my goodness so she most yeah. likely married he mar- most likely married below his station because mm. she wasn't at the balls and right there's one thing I know from Downton Abbey. That's not cool. It's usually not cool. It's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter five and six. Um, Anthony's a little worried because he realizes that Damara's suitcase doesn't contain any clothes. <laughs> like, yeah, really? That was your first clue? Not that she's like standing on the side of yeah. the road with a suitcase full right. of money asking strangers to marry her. You're worried because she doesn't have any clothes? Her clothes. <laughs> oh, this guy is a dipshit. He thinks with his Viscount penis. <laughs> Why is Viscount penis so much funnier than just regular penis? I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, all she had with her was a comb and money. <laughs> it's all you need in life, all really. You need. Um, so she, he tells her that they'll stay in another inn closer to the estate tonight so they can go buy her some clothes. And she's super anxious to get to the estate, so she's like, oh, I'll just wear your sister's clothes. And while that's practical, isn't it a little weird to have the person you're sleeping with, like, wearing your sister's clothes all winter? Yeah, like, that's super weird. It's kind of... It's like, oh, oh my God, you smell like my sister. Oh, nope. no! Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, God. Oh, that's so terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, yeah, they pretty much just make out the whole ride to the estate. And when they get there, Demera is thinking about, like, how this place is bigger than where she grew up. And... She keeps like comparing her life to a fairy, which a fairy tale, and getting away from her parents. Like it sounds like her parents were kind of shitty. Yeah, but that means like you're like the pretty princess, which I guess you kind of are in this, and that's I, just kind of annoying. Yeah, I think again, this is not there. There is nothing <laughs> about this that is relatable at all. So I'm just having a really hard time like connecting to it in any way. Um, so they enter the estate to find the staff waiting for them, and uh, it's like it the just... scene from Annie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think I'm gonna oh, like geez. it here. Oh God! <laughs> like all well, the all the maids yep, come out yep, and they dance with Annie yep, and they uh-huh, lift her up. Uh-huh. And... Nope, yep, that's that's how Annie goes. <laughs> I feel like it just it wouldn't be an episode of secondhand sex if we didn't start talking about musical theater. Are we nerds? No. Okay. Nope. That's normal. <laughs> I think I'm okay, gonna stop it, like stop. it. You here. get one. You get one. <laughs> God damn it! Tomorrow. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God, he got me so mad. I lost my spine. Oh, here we go. So they go upstairs and they flank it a couple times, but there's like no details whatsoever. The book literally just says they made love a couple of times. Sweet. Okay. All right. Cool. You're saving us from having to read it. Thank you. So after some more nondescript sex the next morning and they have a little bout of like tickling and pillow talk and oh, God. Gonna... <laughs> oh, why is that the part that grosses me out more? Know, but it is. Like, oh, oh, that does gross me out more. Like the snuggling and tickling. Mm. So then we have a getting ready montage. Hey. Who gives a fuck? So let's talk a little bit about Anthony's sister, Celia. Ah, Celia. Um, and so the way literally everyone describes her, like from the maids to her own brother, mm. she just seems like a monster. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, Celia, that bitch. Like she, yeah, she's just, but I don't know. I. From the little bit that we've read, I, it seems like she's just a little spoiled and selfish. But, I mean, look at where she grew up. So, yeah. But, yeah, I don't I really mean, get why they're making such a big deal out of that. Yeah. As I mean, as the book goes on, she gets, like, you see more of her, like, spoiled tendencies. Yeah. And she's kind of a snob. But I don't know. I don't think she's the monster everybody says she is. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, she's just, like, literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel a little bit bad for her. Yeah. She can't defend it, herself. Well, it feels like they, it's like this author was thinking a little bit about making her the bad yeah. guy and then like halfway through decided, you know what? No, fuck it. I'm just yeah. going to do something else. And yeah, like she's a spoiled brat. She's the Lady Mary of it all. Like she's yeah. just kind of a snob. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, we also find out that Anthony's job is something to do with financing ship captains who sail to other countries and he like takes a portion of the bounty they bring back. I hope pirate. It's I hope it's pirates. Hope it's it's pirates. gotta be pirates. It better be pirates. Uh, and he's also considering going into whaling, because great, that's not a gross business at all. That, <laughs> you know, endangered animals. It's fine. They're majestic beings. This wow, this guy is really uh really a winner. <laughs> 
and so boring at the same time. Right? Like, I can't remember anything about this person. Because there isn't anything about him. He's got a friend. He has a friend who I think has a name. Corrid and St. Oh, James. Right. The Earl of Dorid. Why do I know that without even looking? I don't know. I'm a little afraid for you because you rattled that off without even looking at it. Oh, boy. Maybe you should tell us about chapter seven and eight All so right. we can move on. Oh, God. All right. Uh, they go horseback riding. Um, and then Anthony challenges Demera to a race. And if he wins, he gets to do whatever he wants to her. Oh, she wins. Oh my. She gets to do whatever she wants to him. Um, so I'll read a little bit. But basically, she just tries to give him a blowjob or a hand job, and just like isn't very good at it. And so he's like, here's how you do it. And then he goes down on her. Kind of just doodles, doodles her a little bit, a little bit of a. <laughs> You're bringing back doodles, which in my head always makes me think that he's just like drawing a picture. Of her. <laughs> like, oh yes, oh no, turn oh. towards the light a little bit, <laughs> and it turns out to be like an awful stick figure. <laughs> Obviously, because this guy clearly sucks. He's just so bad at everything. But I'm really excited for you to read a little bit. Okay, uh, so it's gonna be a sex scene between the two of them. Yay! Obviously, um, what should it? the voices be just oh you know what voice we haven't done yet what lena lamont from singing in the rain <laughs> yes that's what i want her to be oh god all right guys turn so down maybe, your volume yeah, turn your, <laughs> take one headphone out for a second because otherwise Ready? you might die mm. what do you think i am dumb or something <laughs> i make more money than calvin coolidge put together <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what I wanted. Just sit like three feet away from the mic and then maybe that'll All right, here we go. I'm going to sit really far away. Can you still hear it? Are you ready? <laughs> they can't tell us. I love alas till the stars turn cold. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I want her voice to be. Okay. And I think to to contrast that, uh, let's make him like the Californians from SNL. Oh, God. Like, Stuart, Stuart what are you what doing, are you doing here? here? Yeah. Takes the widow and to the Pacific Coast Highway. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got California avocados. <laughs> yep, exactly. God. That's this what I would. So that's what I would annoying. like. Thank you very much. Oh, geez. All right. So <laughs> we start with this reading. Um, uh, right after she wins the um, the horse race. I think you let me win, she said as he came over to her. You don't know that for sure. <laughs> I have never been more happy with my decision. No, I don't. Which is why I said I think you let me win. He reached her side and held his arms up to her. It, do you mind? And she hesitated and then smiled. No, I don't. He helped her down and took her horse over to another tree. As he tied the reins around it, he said... Uh, you said you had something interesting in mind if you won. I wasn't about to let you lose after hearing that. <laughs> what? God. I can't get through it all laughing. Yes, you can. You can do it. I suppose I asked for it when I teased you like that. Grinning, he returned to her. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and now we're here. What do you have in mind? You'll have to drop your breeches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna say anything else. All right, All right. <laughs> now you gotta drop your breeches. Drop the breeches. <laughs> Already it seemed like sexy. <laughs> Already it seemed like he had made a good decision in letting her win. He quickly compi- complied with her wishes. Even in the cool air, the heat flooding through him caused him to be fully erect. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so funny. He gaze. <laughs> her gaze lowered to his viscount penis. <laughs> You changed that. Don't lie. I can do anything I want. Yeah, I'm all yours. Her gaze on his shaft. She reached (laughs) out and traced the length of him. I've never seen a gentleman's thing before. Well, before you and I married. What? So that's what she wanted. She wanted to study him. Well, he certainly didn't mind that. He'd already explored all of her. It was only right that she'd do the same. (laughs) He brought his hand up to her arm and squeezed them. What? Do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he brought his hand up, up to, to her, her arms. arms. Oh, oh arms. Her arms. Oh, he's like just holding her, oh, like holding okay. her arms, holding his hands. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I was, I was having a grammar issue, but okay, go All ahead. Right. He's squeezing her arms. Uh, <laughs> do anything you want, he whispered, both intrigued and excited as she continued her exploration. All right, so she's like, just like going down to touch his thing. 
Um, can we can we pause for? I have a rant for a second. All right. So this book, mm. it's supposed to be like a period piece sure. kind of thing, 1870s, whatever. Okay. I'm pretty sure back then they would not have referred to a penis as his thing. <laughs> like, and it just seems well, very. What would they call it? I, well, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to think of like, what's that scene in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You where they talk about? Oh yeah, like throbbing members oh, or yeah. something. Like, I just feel like I that's not the that's not the how but the dialect like would go. Refer to it as anything like. Well, they're not gonna say like cock or. Well, they might say cock actually. I'm not no, sure. Yeah. Just thing strikes me as being yeah, incorrect. It's probably not accurate. No and and that's been that's correct. been happening a lot. And I kept my mouth shut about it, yeah, but right. it's just, it's starting to bother me <laughs> about this book that like the the dialect doesn't match the time period it's supposed to be in. Mm. So yeah, no, I agree with that. Anyway, carry on. All right, uh, you don't have to be so gentle. <laughs> she swallowed and exerted more pressure. He let out a contented sigh. Ugh. Ugh. and then shut his eyes he had no idea it'd feel so good to have a lady touch him so intimately (laughs) well what what did you think you were gonna hate it damn oh god all right so she keeps like slowly giving him a hand job and then he wraps (laughs) his hand around hers and shows her how it's done (laughs) i'm sorry that i'm doing the hand motion you did the hand motion (laughs) oh that was just for us oh god i didn't even know i did that all right um you can use more pressure if you want and then he's like, everything feels so good. It really doesn't matter how you're touching me. It's similar to how I feel when you're touching me between my legs. <laughs> I enjoy all oh, no. you do down there, too. You do? Yes. <laughs> it brings me intense pleasure. Did you find fulfillment in that pleasure? <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, when God. I say fulfillment... Sorry, it was a page turn. <laughs> I mean, a burst of pleasure that's more intense than anything that came before it. I think that's an After orgasm. a burst, you feel so relaxed you can barely move. Yeah, that sounds like an orgasm. Or maybe malaria, but they've got shots for everything. <laughs> I don't think I've had the blurs, the blurs. <laughs> the what? I don't think I've had the blurs of pleasure. As you describe it, everything feels so good, though. <laughs> All right, and then he like takes her hand off his penis <laughs> and then he's like lay down bitch and he starts doodling her he's just drawing a picture of her right there he's like drawing a picture of her he slid his <laughs> fingers along her entrance without any effort to wind inside her mm-hmm. she let out a sigh and lifted her hips to take him deeper inside the folds of her flesh surrounded him welcoming mm-hmm. him welcoming him to fully explore her he brushed his fingers along her core and since ah. she moaned her pleasure he grew bolder in his ministrations <laughs> <laughs> Now they're remembering the time period. <laughs> Soon his fingers were thrusting in and out of her in earnest, an action which only served to remind him how exquisite it felt that he was making when he was making love to her. And this further aroused him to the point where he ached to have those lovely legs wrapped around his waist as he plunged deep into her. <laughs> this prompted him to go faster. And you she changed returned. Your, you changed your narrating voice halfway through, but I really like it. And she returned his enthusiasm by rocking her hips with more urgency as she clasped the skirt in her hands. He watched her, noting the expression on her face and the way her body was growing more and more tense. He had never seen anything more erotic in his life. <laughs> then all at once she cried out and grew still. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my. That... Uh, that escalated. I, I, I'm still stuck on grew bolder in his ministrations. In his like, ministrations. I oh, like that. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, geez. That was... Oh boy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have any words. <laughs> nope. There was, there was a lot going on there and yet nothing at all. <laughs> kind of like this whole book. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So next night she feels cramping and runs Cecilia's closet to look for whatever version of feminine products they have lying around back oh, then. Oh no, period. She's got her period. <laughs> why are we like why is this a thing in the book? I don't understand. Oh, but I just think of like on 30 Rock you know, like sketches where <laughs> yeah. it's like my oh, period. No, my period. <laughs> that that yeah, why do they keep why does it matter? Uh, yeah, why do they keep coming back to her period? Like, I don't know. I'm fine with people talking about periods. That's, that's fine. That's cool. It's a natural thing that happens to a lot of people. But like half the population, why is it well, why less. is it relevant in this book? I don't know. I, don't really... I think it's only relevant because we're going to talk a little about about her like mom and how her mom treats it, and then like just to say that she's pregnant. Uh, <sighs> I don't know, but I'm going to talk about it because it's weird and dumb all right all right um so anthony comes in and he's like 
what's going on, bruh? And she's like, <laughs> no, I think you, it has to be like a British accent. So it'd be like, what's going on, bra? <laughs> Whatever is the matter, <laughs> bra? Bra? <laughs> I couldn't say bra in that accent. Uh, and she's like there covered in blood because that's how it happens right Jesus. away. It's just, I, I think she something's wrong. No, it's not. It's just a period. Good Lord. I know. Poor um, thing. And he's like, dope, you've got your period. Because <laughs> she's all like, oh, no, he can't see me. Um, because her, apparently her mom was a huge dick about periods. What? And she was like, I'm going to do a good, like, British mom voice, right? Oh, okay. It's a good reminder of your duty to bear your future husband's children. And a gentleman must never be privy to the timing of a lady's flow. It's your duty to keep the matter discreet. (laughs) Oh, God. I know nobody else can see my face right now, but I, I, mm, Nope, I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Yep. And she told Damara there's no cure for the cramps, but then the maid at the estate's like, here's some Midol. What? I mean, it's like tea, but it's like the tea version of Midol. I was going to say, I'm like, they had to have some sort of (laughs) like pain relief tonic or some shit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not really important, but it was, uh, I I had to read it, so I had had to say it. Yeah, that's Other people had to listen to what I had to read. Yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, really, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of this, right? We subject ourselves to torture yeah. so that we can subject other people right. to torture. But they don't have to read the whole thing. Yeah. Because I spend hours reading these. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. You've had your <laughs> you've had your share of some bad ones, too. That's <sighs> true. Remember Pierce Me? Oh, boy. That was a gem. <laughs> that was, oh, boy. It took me so long to get through that book because it's just so bad. All right. So over the next few weeks, things are peachy between those two. Mm. Um, one night he invites her to explore the East Wing with him. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the East Wing? It's forbidden. it's forbidden. Oh, sorry. I went Beauty and the Beast. That's fine. I got distracted. Um, but that's what I kept thinking, too. I'm like, he's <laughs> leading her through this, like, rundown, scratched up version of the estate. I like it. Um, yeah. Some, like, sentient, like, candlesticks. Sure. There. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that checks out. It, it, would, it would make this book more interesting. It's true. Um, they explore it, and he keeps scaring her with ghost stories, and she's like, Ugh. I don't like ghost stories. Oh, God. Apparently she read too many as a kid. All right. She's just no fun at all. No. Um, and it turns out the East Wing was where his grandparents lived, and it was actually really sweet because his grandma made, like, really terrible art, but her grandpa, his grandpa, like, loved it so much, he, like, Aww. displayed it all over the oh, East Wing, really and it was sweet. really sweet. So there was, like, terrible sculptures and really bad paintings, Aww. and it was, like, her, his grandpa, like... Hung up with pride. Don't you dare try to make me think love is real. I know. I want to read their story. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that book sounds a lot better. I know. Uh, it just sounds oh, really, really sweet. Yeah, that's really nice. And it made me really like sad and happy. And the grandparents raised Anthony and Celia because their parents couldn't give a shit. And they <sighs> only saw each other when they wanted to procreate. And that was it. Jesus. <laughs> so they saw each other like twice. Wow. And there we go. Yeah. And Anthony was like, you know what, Damara? I wanted to marry someone like my grandparents. And this is that marriage. Oh, I mean, you've known her for like two days, but I that's guess that's fine. nice. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. All right. Yeah. Your turn. All right. So chapters nine to 11, uh, they finally get themselves back to London. Uh, we have an afternoon of shopping montages. Ooh. Woohoo. <laughs> and I don't care. Uh, they head back to the townhouse and Anthony introduces Demara to his sister, um, who is sp- suspiciously cool about the whole thing. Like, I guess b- based on the impression we have of her, we think she would make a big deal about mm-hmm. him marrying this random person. But it's like, all right, dope. Uh, <laughs> so the three of them sit down to chat and Celia starts questioning Demara about where she came from and instead of answering Demara just like spills tea on herself saying that she saw a mouse like <laughs> I'm gonna use that one if somebody like, like if someone starts a conversation I don't want to have just like dump coffee everywhere like, oh my god <laughs> So Celia talks to Anthony later that night and she's like, you know, this girl you married is kind of sketchy and it's obvious that she's hiding something. And Anthony's like, yeah, you know, there's probably something weird going on there, but I don't really give a shit. And he changes the subject to talk about um, finding husbands for uh, both Loretta and Celia. If anybody forgot who Loretta was, that's Eunice. (laughs) I forgot for a second. (laughs) Celia cryptically talks about how she already has her eyes on someone and Anthony thinks that that's Corin, the Earl of whatever the fuck from the. Be- got oh, this. you got okay. Announce him. Introducing <laughs> Corin Saint James, <laughs> the Earl of Durant. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so he was around at the beginning of the book, and he seemed to have no interest in in uh, fucking Celia. Celia. God, I'm getting these people mixed up. It's okay. He has no interest in her at all. 
and that's about it. But yeah. it brings us to our game, which Yay. is one of my favorite games. We're doing premature predictions. Woo! So the the way it worked this time around, Caitlin read the book and I read the outline. So mm-hmm. I went when I got to this point in the outline, I had to write down what I think Damara's secret is yep. and what she's hiding about her past. Yep. And so I did that. Yes, me too. And would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I don't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. What do you want to do? Um, I'll I'll read mine first. Okay. So what is what is Damara's secret? What's she hiding? So I thought that Damara's secret is that she was a quote unquote dancer oh. at Lord Cumright's old timey uh, <laughs> strip club <laughs> because obviously Lord Cumright owns a yes. strip club. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because that's obviously not his real name. She was one of his dancers, um, and a few weeks ago she got into a, a dispute with the boss man about the dancers not getting fair wages. And when he got mad and fired her, she decided to rob him, hence oh. the suitcase full of money. So now she's on the run from Lord Cumright and his goons. Oh no, that's good. Thank you. I like it better than mine. Mm-hmm. I my <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> okay, it's it's a tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot longer than mine, isn't it? It always yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I like yours better. Thank you. I do. Okay. (laughs) I just had to run with Lord Cumright. You did. God damn. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We open up a moderately wealthy family estates. Oh, God damn it. Demera's dad owns a famous pub on a popular route to many country estates. Demera and her father got along very well. He wasn't around much, out late every night running his business. But she would wait up for him and they would read together. First fairy tales, then progressing on to ghost stories. His favorites. Tying the ghost stories back in. Maybe we should order a pizza while she's doing this. Oh, well, fuck off. <laughs> her mother was less of a gem. She was a daughter of a lord and lived a very privileged life. When Mrs. Onslow was 16, she snuck out of the house to meet his girl- her girlfriends at a pub. This happened quite often and was something forbidden by their families. They would go out and drink pints all night like commoners. One night she met this handsome teen and against their better judgment, they hooked up. <gasps> no! Scandal! <laughs> she got pregnant! <gasps> Her father, the Lord, was furious and demanded that she married the boy. He was the son of a pub owner, and the Lord thought it would be a suitable punishment for her to be a strumpet. <gasps> what a trollop! What a trollop. <laughs> so she got married to that boy, the pub owner. Or the pub boy. Oh god, I lost <laughs> the his pub <laughs> boy. Excuse me, pub boy. Excuse me, pub boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so she married uh she married the guy that got her pregnant. Okay. Um, who is Damara's father. Um and she's like, you know what? And I had this wonderful life and I fucked it up because I'm a strumpet. I'm not gonna have that for Damara. Oh so she like here. basically told Damara, hey, you can't leave the house. You can't date boys, so I'm gonna marry you off to a rich dude. And she did. She found a lord come right. <laughs> <laughs> that name is never not funny. So she invited him over to their place to court Damara, and he's a scumbag. But he's rich, and that's what matters. <laughs> um, so they have an uncomfortable dinner that night with come right, and he keeps making sleazy comments towards Damara, and her father's like, nope, dinner's over. <laughs> so I'm in bed. Then <laughs> it was like six o'clock. Um, <laughs> How detailed this is. Tamara's very grateful to her father and returns to her bedroom. Uh, wasn't an hour later when Lord Dickwad entered Tamara's room. She told him to leave, and he wasn't having any of it. He started advancing towards her, and she was, and she, the first thing she could find, oh, no, I just, I can't write. She threw <laughs> the first thing she could find at him, a book. He caught it and read the title. It was her father's favorite. Oh, God, this is so long. I'm sorry. She says, why? I can't really get into it. Um, he was angry, and he was angry she didn't want him, and he threw the book in the fire. <gasps> Wait, isn't that in... Uh... It's been Ever After. Okay, oh. yeah. Like, I've heard this before. So he threw it in the fire, and then Damara was all distraught, and the, and the Lord was like, I'm going to get some. Um, but the cries were heard by her father, who came to her room because he was going to read with her. And he opened the door to find Lord Fuckwit climbing on top of her. <laughs> Lord Fuckwit. Mr. Onslow grabbed Lord Twat Waffle and threw him back. He was strong from years of hauling kegs around and threw him too hard. His head, uh, Lord Twat Waffle's head, hit the walls, the wall scones. Oh, and he no. slid down the wall, leaving a trail of blood. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Lord Assbutt was dead. This took a dark turn. 
There was a moment of silence, <laughs> and they both go to the body. They look at each other and wordlessly start cleaning up the mess. They carry the body to the woods behind their house and bury him without saying a word. <laughs> Mrs. Onslow hears the crying from from outside, because I start crying, and, and goes to see what's going on. And they tell them, they tell her what happened, because Lord Asplet is dead. <laughs> yes, I, I recall you said it ten seconds ago. <laughs> and then she starts, she listens to the story, and then she starts screaming at them. She's like... Damaris should have slept with the Lord, because then she would have gotten pregnant. She would have had to marry him, and all would have been well. I thought that's what she didn't want to have. Oh, no, oh but she God. wanted her to marry above her station, which is oh. what Lord Dick Waffle is. Ooh, um, Dick Waffle. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then she was super mad, the mom was. Yeah. And she got her husband thrown in jail for murder. Oh, shit. And she was like, you know, I'm going to marry you off to the next person I find, Damara. And so she was like, nope, fuck that. So she goes and grabs all of her clothes and all of her books, and then she sells them, and then she puts the money in a suitcase, oh. and she runs off. She's like, I gotta marry the next dude I find. And then she does. There we go. Sorry, that was that was long. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. It took a turn that I did not expect, but it, it was long. We were talking about ordering a pizza while you were... <laughs> oh, guys, I like pizza. <laughs> I, was like, she, I was like, we should order a pizza while she's doing this. Like, fuck me. Oh jeez! I just—I always get a little salty about it because yours are always more like detailed than mine. I, don't know. I, I like, like yours just, better this time. It just time, makes though. me look like a piece of shit, though. No, yours was more creative this time. Mine mm. always ends in murder, so does it? Yeah, a lot of the time. Oh well, I guess yeah. yeah. I always want people to be serial killers, so aren't we a pair? It's true. Mm. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> chapter twelve to thirteen. <laughs> oh, it's my turn to read. Yeah. So I'm gonna read a little bit of um. What would we call this? Sort of like a catty, catty yeah, conversation. Like a catty female conversation. Yeah. Um, I need some voices. All right. So Celia, can you do like Hermione, like young Hermione? Oh, like we're <laughs> like you. You could have been killed. Oh, worse, expelled. Yes, it's gonna be it. a really bad British accent. Yeah. But yeah, I'll do it. Yep. I'm thinking like that or like. It's basically the same one, but like Lindsay Lohan and Parent Trap, like, I have class and you don't. Sure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You've got dirt on your nose, by the way. Did you know? (laughs) All right. I'll I'll try. So that's Celia. Yeah. And obviously, I want Eunice to be Eunice. (laughs) (laughs) Goes without saying. I made breakfast for us, darling. Okay. (laughs) And they're at, (laughs) sorry, they're at Loretta's place. They're at Loretta's place. Okay. And Celia's going to tell Loretta that, hey, my bro married someone else. Oops. Oop. Awkward. Yeah. All right. Then, turning to her friend who was standing by the settee, Loretta let out an excited cry and ran over to her. Anthony's in London, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, he is, Celia replied, not the least bit enthusiastic about it. Whoops. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't read the rest of that sentence before I said it. I'm a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Loretta's stomach tensed. What's wrong? Does he want to break off the betrothal? <laughs> it's worse than that. Celia plopped down on the settee. He's married. <gasps> no. Surely she hadn't heard right. He couldn't be married. He mustn't be married. He was only supposed to marry her. I don't understand. He said he was going to marry me. <laughs> That's my new favorite voice. <laughs> I didn't even know I could do this. <laughs> yes, I know. He apologized profusely for his actions, but it doesn't change anything. He married someone on his way to Hamilton. But, but, how? Alexander Hamilton. Why? (laughs) (laughs) My head went there too, but I decided to keep going because I'm a champ. That's just it. (laughs) Shut up. I'm just going to talk over you. I really don't know. All he told me was that he met his wife in a town on his way to the country. They met and he knew they belonged together. That's all? There wasn't anything else? Loretta asked. No. I only know they married the same day they met. Loretta's jaw dropped. The very same day? And she was told she had to wait an entire winter for him? (laughs) I don't understand what's so special about Demera, Celia said. Demera. So that was the name of the lady he married. Loretta nearly gagged. (laughs) Oh, God. God. You don't even know this girl. (laughs) Demera. Is she more pleasing to the eye than I am? <laughs> Loretta asked. Well, she doesn't look like a banana, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think so, but she somehow managed to enchant him. 
I'd swear she was a witch if I believed in such things. Their relationship makes no sense to me. She crossed her arms and pouted. <laughs> it must be her figure. She has an ample bosom. <laughs> From what I hear, gentlemen like that kind of thing. From what you hear, you dumb bitch. You know, don't lie. <laughs> lady Eloise said as long as they can hold a lady's breast in their hand, they don't care much about the size. <laughs> such a great line. Celia snorted. <laughs> what does Lady Eloise know? Who the fuck is that? Oh, we're gonna find out later. She's oh, a bitch. Like, who the hell is she's, Lady Eloise? She's like she's like um, Maggie Smith. If Maggie Smith had like like in Downton Abbey. Oh, sure. If that person had like not a good bone in their body. Oh. She's just a snot. Interesting. Yeah. Loretta gasped. You must not speak of her like that. She'd have you removed from the group. Are you going to tell her I said that? Of course not. You're my dearest friend in all the world. I'll take your transgression to my grave. (laughs) And I'll take all of your transgressions to my grave too. We can be completely honest with each other. She groaned in frustration. (laughs) Can you give me a frustrated groan? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That's everything I dreamed it would be. This is why we would have been the best sisters-in-law. We have a friendship better than any other. I agree, we do. <laughs> and it was a bonus that Celia's brother happened to be so handsome. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, man, this uh, this conversation's not passing any Bechdel tests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this book is not passing any Bechdel tests. <laughs> if I didn't have my heart set on marrying my brother's friend, I'd marry one of your brothers. Loretta grimaced. They're boring. You're better <laughs> off with Corin, and I'll have him. You can be sure of that. Ugh, oh, yes, it's such a like a Hermione like type snotty like. I like it. Delivery, I like mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Uh, may you have better luck than I did. God, <laughs> he fancies me. There's no mistaking the way he looks at me. He has a certain twinkle in his eye. It's the look of love. I don't think it is though. No, I don't think so. Pretty sure he I hates don't think you, he but... likes you at all. All right, I'm just waiting for him to be ready for marriage. <laughs> I mixed my voices there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> In the meantime, I need to find out more about Damara. She's hiding something. Loretta's eyebrows furrowed. She is. <laughs> There's something she doesn't want me to know. Do you have any idea what that something could be? <laughs> no, otherwise she would have said no. it. <laughs> God damn it. It has something to do with her parents. When I asked her about her about them, she spilled tea on her dress and made some flimsy excuse about a mouse or a bug running across her feet. And that's oh, really God. all that's worth reading. <laughs> oh, man. That Eunice voice is a good one. It's really good. You need to keep that voice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll, really we'll write one. that one down. All right. So thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. No one's clapping. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was really good. I like your voices. Okay. Moving on from that. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, they decide they're going to invite Damara to join the Ladies of Grace Social Club. Which, oh, God, that's just so hoity-toity it hurts. Ugh. Knowing that Lady Eloise, their gang leader, I guess, <laughs> will take one look at her and not allow her to be part of the club. Uh, Celia's plan is to befriend Damara so that she can learn her secret. This is turning very mean girls. And yeah. I, I don't really know what's going on. Um, so Celia hands Damara an invitation to the next social event hosted by Lady Eloise and tells her that she may be able to be part of the Ladies of Grace after this luncheon. God, oh, I can't deal with this book. <laughs> she then tells Damara that they're going to go out shopping. While all this is going on, Anthony's having bro time with his bros. Bros. Bro. Broing out. Yep. They're talking about typical bro things, sex, money, dinner parties, the Duchess of Ashburn, you know, <laughs> the things that one talks about with one's bros. Oh, boy. Um... So, Corin, as we all remember, what's his title again? Corin St. George, the Earl of Dorrent. Thank you. Um, turns out that guy is horny as hell. <laughs> but uh, he also is, I guess, a high class enough guy that he hasn't had sex with anyone and he still has zero interest in Celia. So, which is really funny because she's just convinced that he wants her. Like, oh my gosh, she really has got her wires crossed on oh that boy. one. Um, so Celia convinces Damara to spend a ridiculous amount of Anthony's money on a dress and jewels for this fancy lunch. Basically, this outing cost as much as, like, all of her other clothes combined. But, <laughs> you know, Celia's a crafty bitch and kind of talks about how influential Lady Eloise is and how important it is to dress your best in front of her. So sure. I, it just feels like she's setting her up to fail. Yeah. 
which I know is what she's doing. Yeah. But it's like, come on, you can't she's see the mean this. girl. She is Regina George. Yep. Chapter 14 through 17. <laughs> we find out more about Come Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't do <laughs> An excerpt from the book. Oh, God. <laughs> from the beginning, he'd let her know that he had nothing but contempt for her. But as he'd put it, she was solely for producing heirs. So what did it matter if he liked her or not? <sighs> what, uh, a, what a great guy. What a gem. <laughs> He also apparently wore a gaudy, outrageous colored combination. Of course costume, he does. He's so. some kind of like weird porn star. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, <laughs> so Celia has a whole My Fair Lady thing where like she teaches Demera how to sit and eat and blah, blah, blah. It's all very Princess Diaries. That's, that's funny because I almost asked you to do like an Eliza Doolittle voice, but I decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> Good, because it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> the Rhine in spine falls mainly on the plane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So she's doing just fine because she's a human and knows how to drink tea. Um, but then <laughs> an image of her mom pops in her head and she's like, why would anyone want to be with you? You're such an awkward child. Go to your room before you embarrass me. And she's like, oh, shit. And she drops her tea because she's thinking about her mom. Oh, God. Um, and Celia's all like, oh, sweetie, it's OK. Oh, and she's all like oh, super condescending. You. Yeah. Um, then she goes to report on Damara's progress to Anthony. They talk about him finding someone for Loretta. He's the guy is a Viscount and he's a brother of the whaling captain oh, Anthony God, works with. Care. And she's like, oh, I'm so disgusted. I can't be friends with the captain's brother's wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How often what? does that happen Weird. to you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it'll make Corn want me less. <clears throat> well, bitch, Corn oh, oh. St. George doesn't want I you. I don't know if he can like you less. No. Uh, then we find out Damara might be pregnant. So, all right. Sweet. Uh, they don't have a lot of sex, at least not that they talk about, so. I mean, it's them. possible. Oh, sure. I just like yeah. that it's a romance novel where they have very little sex. Well. Well, they have sex. It's just not talked about at all. Yeah. It's like, all right, then like, they do it a couple more times. they did it a couple more times. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Damara goes to a dinner party, and they go, well, and she makes some friends, so. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so now it's time for chapter 18 to 20, time for a fancy luncheon. Yay. yay. Oh, God, I don't care. Oh, it's going to be good, though. It's going it? to be catty. All right. So on the carriage ride, Celia attempts to pry into Damara's life and asks if uh, she'd ever been with a man before Anthony. Damara says no. She then thought about how she didn't have any temptations to be with Lord Cumright, mm. but that didn't stop him from trying to take her virginity. God, this guy just seems like a tool. Ugh. Fucking hell. Um, her inner monologue is always talking about how she's like scared she'll run into him, which, I mean, yeah, yeah. I- kind of be scared to run into that guy too yeah he's like a dick so they go to this party they sit there and listen to all these people that lady <laughs> eloise thinks they shouldn't associate themselves with <laughs> there's literally a list of appropriate people to associate themselves with and one of damara's new friends lady iris steinbeck the wife of anthony's business partner and is a kind of a sassy lady is on the no-no list oh, no oh, god i'm sorry i can't hang out with you because you're on a list yeah they literally like raise their hand and they're like what about lady iris steinbeck and and like eloise is like not that bitch. Wow. And it's like, whoa. And she's like, right if you of- associate with her in public, then we'll kick you out of the club. Right in front of everybody. Wow. Yeah. Um, Lady Eloise kind of prattles on about what clothes are appropriate and what new phrase, like different phrases they can use to convey private meanings in public, which <laughs> this, this is kind of funny. Like <laughs> one example is you're talking to someone and you say, today is lovelier than yesterday, which apparently means let's go somewhere else. I don't really care much for the people who are here. <laughs> just, God, what a, just a shitty, shitty party with shitty, shitty people. <laughs> really all i got for this um but uh, demara is sort of a kind is i guess more of a kind likable person than a lot of these other people and eloise lady eloise takes a shine to her and invites her into the group right then and there uh, which is as we remember the opposite of what celia and loretta wanted also who wants to be a part of this shitty shitty Uh, it's beyond me i don't know i would get kicked out immediately oh yeah i would not last (laughs) i can't sip tea For that reason alone, I would be kicked out. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so Celia and Loretta are furious, and they're just like, "Oh, this like we got to come up with a new scheme about how to how to expose her." Um, and she, yeah, Celia is convinced that Damara is conning everyone into liking her, and it's like, "No, bitch, she's just a decent human she's being." Nice. Like, she's so nice. So yeah, she wants to expose her to Anthony somehow. <laughs> oh, she's so, oh, nice. she's so nice. We have to say it once an episode. There we go. <laughs> We really need to, we need to make secondhand sex bingo because we have really a lot like of that. stuff that we do yeah. a lot. Musicals, 
Oh, he's so nice. He's so nice. Other Something things. about like, ah, it really fucks me off. Yeah. <laughs> me starting lists and then not being able to finish them. Yeah. Making weird gagging sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Somebody make this for us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Celia goes back to her townhouse and interrupts a meeting Anthony was having to yell at him about how he was supposed to marry Loretta and he doesn't know anything about Demara and blah, blah, like. Okay, maybe she didn't have a master plan. No, like it seemed like she, she did, but now like, she's just like blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so anyway, Anthony tells her the truth about how they met and that he just knew he wanted to be with her. And then he blurted out that he wanted to get out of the engagement. It's like, well, no shit. You <laughs> already like, married someone else. He's You've, like, yeah, we just met and we married. No, I didn't want to be in the engagement anymore. Like, well, yeah. You, everybody already knows that you're married to this other person. Yeah. So clearly you do. Oh, okay. These people are dumb. <laughs> but then he, he makes one good point that he sees Loretta as Celia's friend and almost like a sister. And he couldn't bring himself to fuck his almost sister, mm. which <laughs> tell that to second chance stepbrother. All <laughs> <am I> right. <laughs> hey, you don't get that reference. Listen to that episode. Go listen to our all it up episodes what kind of fans are you i'm just kidding i love you guys chapter 21 take chapter it away 21 demara notices celia was salty towards her the whole ride home Ugh. and when she <laughs> said that she wished to speak to anthony alone Demera's like all right i'll go to my bedroom and then she has flashbacks of being told to go to a room by her mother and how she would stay in her room for days at a time until her mother was ready to deal with her again jesus jesus this sounds a lot like cinderella yeah it's it's Basically Cinderella. Um, after his talk with Celia, Anthony enters his and Damara's room and he's like, tell me your story. And she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, that was easy. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. Uh, so basically her mother was an asshole and her father was indifferent to her and neither of them really wanted her at all. So they arranged a marriage as soon as possible to Lord Cumright. At first, she was excited to be. To, uh, she was excited because it meant leaving her parents. But one day, she was having tea with the Lord, and the maid accidentally spilt tea on him. He hit the maid, and Demara realized, oh, God. he's just an awful person. Um, her parents gave him her dowry, and they were to be married at his estate. On the way to the estate, they stayed in an inn, and she drugged him with laudalum. What? Laudalum. Lot. I think I think that word is laudanum. Laudanum. <laughs> oh boy, laudanum. Are, um, are we almost done? I feel like our brains are turning into mashed potatoes. That's almost done. Um, and uh, before the laudanum <laughs> kicked in, he tried to have sex with her. He passed out before he got the chance, and she emptied her suitcase and filled it with her dowry. She had to marry someone else as soon as possible so she could be rid of cum rights. That was so. That's her. That's her big sur- secret. Oh, uh, all right. I wasn't too far off. No Wait a death, minute. But... How often is a dowry just straight cash? That's um, a, that seems inaccurate. Never? Yeah. Isn't it usually like clothing and, you know, jewelry and that yeah. kind of thing? Or like a deed or yeah. something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like property? I feel like it's not mm. just like... It's not just straight just cash like money. Throwing quid around. <laughs> <laughs> throwing quid around. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm. I was thinking about that earlier, and I'm glad that it's not just me. I no, it's like, not that just doesn't you. Doesn't make any sense. Um. So later, Anthony tells Celia to back off of Demara because he knows the story, and he told Loretta as much as he was comfortable telling her, and she was like, "No, nah, no, bro, <laughs> this is a lie." Demara's obviously conning us, and she's lying. Mm. So Anthony's like, "You know what? We're gonna go to Loretta's family's uh, estate, and or not Loretta? Nope." Sealed. Nope, Tamara. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Only four characters. <laughs> oh. All right. You had one job and you fucked it up. <laughs> Anthony tells Celia. There we go. They're going to Demara's estate. Nailed it. <laughs> to be like, here's her shitty, shitty parents. Oh, sure. And uh, Celia lets it slip a little bit that Loretta could have given him a bigger dowry, which means she lied to Anthony about Loretta's family being in oh, trouble. God. So there we go. I yep. don't care. Uh, there we go. So, yep, they're going to... Go off to Demara's place and see if her parents really are shit or if she's a liar. This can only go poorly. <laughs> Not end well. There's no way this is going to end well. Let's find out. Chapter 22. Anthony tells Demara that they're going to go off to meet her parents. And she's like, well, as long as I don't have to go, peace. <laughs> so, so she stays behind, apparently. And Anthony and Celia head out. They meet Demara's parents and they are complete assholes. Oh, they're just literally the worst. The they're worst. like... Well, you married her. She's not our problem anymore. Like, yeah. she's just, they're just like it, literally terrible yeah. people. She is nothing to them. Yeah. That's really sad. Yep. So while they're away, Lord Cumrights <laughs> <laughs> somehow finds Demara and asks to visit with her. And she, for some reason, agrees, but she refuses to close the door to the room so that she'll have witnesses. It's probably a smart really move. Really smart, Demara. 
God, why? Ugh, this guy's the worst. Yeah. So he makes a bunch of creepy remarks about how he, if he wanted to fuck her, he wouldn't need permission. And like, yeah, but she just kind of keeps a straight face and asks what he came here for besides being a creepy asshole. Like, <laughs> so do you want something or are you just here to be a dick? Like, <laughs> that's how I'm imagining that conversation going. I'm a Viscountess now. And I've got lots Excuse me, I have, do, I have so. appointments to keep. Thank you. <laughs> I have tea to spill on people. It's what I do. And he, I guess, really just came to see what happened the night that they, the last time they saw each other. And she told him to his face that she drugged him and married the first person she came across just to get away from him. (laughs) And he's like, it's just this big moment where she's like, yeah, you're a dick. And this is what I did and blah, blah, blah. And I literally just married a random person to get away from you. And he's like, all right, have a good life. And he leaves. (laughs) And that's all you hear from come right. (laughs) That's it. I'm like, come right out. (laughs) Okay. Um... So Anthony and Celia come back. Celia apologizes for being a dick and all is well. The end. The end. That's it? I guess. That's it. I'm so confused. I don't understand, but we do have one more game. It's yes. a brand new one. I'm so excited. That I have dubbed Rumpus Reviews. Yes. Where we read <laughs> Amazon reviews of this book. Mm. Both <laughs> um, the good and the and bad. The bad. But they're, they're all ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Some overall, this book got three point seven out of five stars on Amazon. So that's interesting. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. So I'll read the bad ones. <laughs> You'll read the good ones. <laughs> I told Laura she had to read the good ones because she's a salty fucker, and so <laughs> I wanted her to read happy reviews. <laughs> what? I would never be sarcastic or mean to anyone. I don't understand. Okay. All right. So I'll read the first one. The title is. Boggled, boggling, bogglingest. <laughs> bogglingest. I'm having trouble finding the right words to express my reaction to this. Here's one. Disorientation. Okay. It's supposed to be a Regency era romance, but it felt like the author kept forgetting that. Then she would remember and throw in a butler or a carriage because people <laughs> lived, lived, people who lived then had those, right? The sister is childish and the hero is childlike is a childlike pushover who has no notion of the mores or manners of the time. I had hope for the villain, but he was more of a wimp than the hero. The dialogue and character's <laughs> sensibilities are entirely modern, but there is pesky <laughs> But there is that pesky valise full of money to explain, so I guess it had to be set in a period where dowries were typical. But why did it have Okay, there's a spelling error, but I'm just going to read it. Why did it out? Why did it have be set in my favorite era? <laughs> yeah, we're reading these like verbatim, so yep. if there's typos, we're just going to read them. And who ever in any era would hand over dowry and cash? That's what I said! One star. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I now that now that we're doing it, I am really glad that you're reading the, the mean ones because you're so bad at being mean that that was so weird. Like, it just didn't make any sense coming out of your mouth. So I'm gonna read a. Oh boy, I love this one so much. So this this um this review apparently came from a couple who read this book together. So the title of the review is "Great Regency Romance" by Danny and Debbie Scott. Shout out to these two. Your heroine, Demera. Oh, yeah. And they're also like talking directly to the author. (laughs) As if the author is reading the Amazon reviews. Your heroine, Demera, is a very brave lady. We thought how distressing it it must have been (laughs) to run away and ride across the country and then have enough nerve to approach five carriages to find a fellow willing to marry her for money. Thank you for an engaging story. Danny and Debbie Scott. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) I like that they signed it like it was a letter. I love that it's a couple that wrote to yep. the author directly via the Amazon yep. review. They were so so polite about it. Oh, All right, maybe I, maybe manners aren't dead. Oh geez. All right, I don't agree with anything this next one says, but here we go. Oh boy, sissy male lead. Dot oh. dot dot. Why on earth would anyone write a historical romance novel with a girly man as the male lead? W T H question mark question mark question mark. It says W T H instead of W T F. They just couldn't quite get themselves to the harsh letter of no. Firstly, he's somehow unwillingly engaged against his against to his younger sister's best friend in order to help her family due to financial hardship. Seriously, the unwanted fiance had two eligible eligible brothers, so couldn't one of them marry an heiress? 
Secondly, <laughs> how and why would a gentleman who uh, happens to be a Viscount not write his fiance to tell her of his recent marriage? He waits three months until he returns to London and then his sister tells her friend that she is dumped. Where is the honor as a titled gentleman? Okay, I kind That's of agree with that point. That's I mean, a fair point. I mean, we did point. talk about that. Like, just write a letter. Just say, hey, Loretta, I'm married. Peace. Thirdly, hastily marrying a complete unknown stranger who offered him a cat, who offered him cash to marry, uh, to marry because of an inexplicable attraction to her. Question mark, question mark, question mark. What? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So many question marks. He never even asked about her background, but married her within 20 minutes of their introduction. This makes absolutely no sense to me, considering the guy is successful and wealthy financial genius. He's too stupid to live, dot, dot, dot. Jesus. I could go on and on about the hero's shortcoming as a man, but trust me, fellow readers, if you like the men in your romance novels to act like dudes instead of girls, then this book is definitely not for you. He's positively cringeworthy as a male lead. Dot, dot, dot. No bueno. One star. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, like, she makes some good points as far as, like, yeah. don't marry somebody just meet. Then right at and the end the there, she kind of goes into, like, but a toxic whole, like, masculinity yeah. rabbit hole that it's like, like right. oh, man. You all should right. come on our show. We'll talk to you about Reviewer, stuff. Reviewer, let's talk for a second. Ugh. All right. All right. I'm going to read a good one. <laughs> so this one is by Grey Goose. <laughs> On April 28th, 2017, <clears throat> Ruth Ann Norton continue to be the greatest writer. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> That's all it says. That's all I got. And then last. <laughs> this one's my favorite. But certainly not least. The title is One Star by Tammy Flycon. <laughs> Too much sex. <laughs> There's not One even star. a period at the end. It just says too much sex. Well, Was there is, though? No, there's like, two oh, sex man. scenes. Oh, madam. Oh, Tammy. We'll send you some. Read cunning linguists. <laughs> we'll send you some stuff <laughs> and you can feel our pain. Oh, these, this is so tame compared to everything else we've read. Oh, all right so that's that's the end of the that's all we got for today <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun follow us on itunes and stitcher and google play and, and soundcloud soundcloud and follow us on facebook yeah. and like us and review us and comment on things and give us suggestions for books or yeah. games or anything yeah whatever you want yeah you know so uh tell yeah, your friends. i guess we're gonna get out of here yeah tell your enemies <laughs> <laughs> all right okay bye Need the theme music, yeah. That jazz flute. Optimistic Nihilist Productions.